You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're ready to go with the NSPS Radio Hour again. I have Lisa Eisen with me. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Glad you could join me today. Yeah. Good morning. Good Hope morning. It was going one of well those that um, I, I was afraid I was going to miss it. So just for um, a moment there, I couldn't get it to go through for me. But um, <laughs> but thanks again um, for um, allowing us to uh, participate on the radio show. It's always a pleasure. Yes, yeah, one of the things that um, I like to revisit on a pretty regular basis, as you know, just because new stuff happens and and then there's always information that you can't always cover, uh, you know, every time we do it. So I know sometimes we cover a few items that we've talked about before, but usually that's because we have new information or more expanded information when that's the case. And, and quite honestly, I've, I think I've told you this before, I've had a number of people say to me um, that they find these chats that we have about uh, insurance in general that be very helpful to them to provide information for some of the questions they might have but haven't asked anyone. So uh, well, this, this and, is a valuable tool. Well, thank you. And I, I hope that that um, is always the case. You know, as, as you just said, um, oftentimes people um, don't even know to ask the question. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's that um, that that's really the key right there is is we get the feedback you know not all, you know not only myself but in in the agency that um, you know that they would be listening to the show or hear it at a later point because they would probably download it and listen to it um, at a at a different time and how many times I hear um, you know I, I wasn't even aware that I needed that type of coverage or I I thought that coverage pertained to other industries or other professions, not ours, and 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 so on and, and so forth. Um, you know, I think we all know that you know the kind of the the, the typical basics of insurance, um, of what you need to get to work and what you need to to satisfy from a, a certificate of insurance perspective for your client. Um, but I don't know how many people really sit down and look at it from a business perspective as you would, um, you know, planning out your retirement or planning out your your um, financial uh, piece of it. I don't know how many people really sit down and look at it from an insurance perspective that that's really what you need to do to secure um, your your overall assets um, because if you're not insured for something you're covering it yourself right you're self-insuring so so things change all the time and as you well know as as um, life changes and, and situations occur in, in our in our world and or um, you know fires you know floods thefts etc um, so does the insurance um, marketplace, and so um, you know at what I would I would tell you from today's perspective, I would uh, kind of like to revisit a little bit more in um, um, detail about some of the cyber liability and um, data breaches, etc. The protection, if you will, from a um, surveyor's perspective. Uh, perspective 
as well as any design professional. Um, I know that we have spoken about this on the radio show in the past, but it was kind of, we kind of, you know, just skimmed the surface, I guess, of the data protection and and or the need for it. Um, um, and then uh, lastly, um, I'd like to wrap it up uh, today with uh, some coverage kind of spinning from the data protection and the da data privacy or the data loss right into what we all know now as um, uh, drones, um, uh, the use of drones within the um, industry, um, as some of the insurance carriers um, basically uh, refer to it as is the you know UAS coverage. Um, um, it's as as you and I both know. Um, it's been twenty plus years that I've been working twenty five plus um, at, at, with respect to the industry. Um, twenty plus years with surveyors, and uh, if somebody would have told me twenty years ago, I'd be you know looking into and finding out about drone coverage. Um, I would have said, yeah, right. <laughs> But we're yeah, there. Back, back in those days, the closest thing we had to a drone was a paper airplane, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or one of those little uh, ones that you made out of that real thin wood. I don't know if you ever did that as a yeah, kid. Yeah, that, 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 that thin wood that you could um, sometimes get in a very large box of Cracker Jacks, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things, and maybe during this first segment we can talk a little bit about, one thing I'm not sure that a lot of people know about, and we kind of take it for granted, is is really how I don't know how to phrase this exactly, but the breadth of the program, and uh -huh. not only from the perspective of the things that we offer, but you know the fact that you know we're not a one uh, a one one trick pony, so to speak. You know we have options not only in types of insurance, but options in where people can get that they get that insurance and. People can go to the website and read stuff. I know that, but maybe you just talk just for a few minutes about that. That you know we're not just life, and we're not just this, and we're not so. You know, just kind of right. touch on the breadth, if you would, a little bit. Well, and, and, and um, Kurt, that's exactly the point. Is um, you know, as as you well know, you know, several years back, um, you know, when we established the NSPS program, um, just the industry as a whole, and um, basically brought us to the to the point that. As you well know, um, you know I had had a program for many, many, many years that was strictly geared to just the land surveyor uh, with the Hartford, and the Hartford is a very good company. However, as the industry changed, as the industry grew, um, not only within the states in which we offered the program, but as you um, as we expanded from. Uh, providing coverage nationwide, the one carrier concept just simply does not work. Um, it doesn't work in um, this industry, nor does it work in a lot of other industries. And so that led us um, as an agency and uh, certainly uh, NSPS um, as a program to venture out and look at across the country various coverages that were, were needed, maybe one person would, would be more capable of placement in, say, Colorado versus a person in Texas or a person in Louisiana or New Jersey, so on. So that le basically led us to the point 
that we do have, uh, fortunately, a, a program that consists of a, a multiple carrier approach. And what that means is that the member um, overall can come to the program, the NSPSS program, and um, they will be provided optional carriers, therefore optional coverage, optional pricing. Um, it kind of it, it provides that one-stop shop. And you know, as our slogan um, indicates, it with NSPS program, it pays to belong to NSPS. So, um, in the end, we we provide not only multiple carriers, but multiple lead carriers. So what that means to the member is they do get specialized pr pricing, specialized benefits, specialized coverages. And so um, so with that said, as the program matures and as coverages come to place, such as this cyber liability or privacy protection, we're capable of going and, and working with various carriers, not just one carrier, and creating um, a, a form or an insurance form that is, is to specifically address the need of that surveyor. Um, can we ensure um, engineers and civil engineers um, and architects? Absolutely but it is geared um, primarily to the needs of the land surveyor. Um, so it, it really has been very good for um, the member. Um, it's been very good for us as a whole uh, to be able to offer them a, an assortment of coverages and also access to um, uh, very good insurance carriers um, that specialize in the profession and not just a, a, a standard um, carrier that may may not um, correctly understand the needs that they they have. Um, so yes, yeah. When you, uh, when you were talking I mean. about the you know kind of the breadth there, and you mentioned cyber and UAS, and yes. uh, as we as you were talking, I was thinking back just over the stretch of my career in surveying. You know, I would have never thought of any of those kind of things. I never thought about total stations. I never thought about GPS. I never thought about any of those any of those things. Um, but likely, likewise, I think just changes in the whole business environment is a big player too. It uh, is because you know we. I think partially because of some of these things that we're talking about and just the nature of the way business is. I think we find ourselves in a in a in a time period where coverage is probably more important than ever just because of the way business works. You know, um, I would have to agree to that. Um, you know, as you just said, um, looking back, sometimes I just scratch my head about the whole thing because, um, you know, as, as an example, when, you know, when I first got involved in this, I mean, you know, a total station, are you kidding me? Um, you know, or the value thereof. But then, you know, naturally we get into, you know, the equipment and the theft of the equipment and so on. As people, it's, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword where, you know, as people become, at, at, when I first got involved with surveyors, most insurance carriers, most insurance people that I had working for me, 
there was hours spent to educate people of what a surveyor did, okay? Because they understood and they had always looked at surveyors as architects engineers. And they just kind of dovetailed the surveyor in there. Oh, I know they do a little bit of that, but but they really didn't understand it from a, uh, from an insurance perspective or understand the differences, I guess, is the best way to put it. That that had its own challenges at the beginning because, you know, for a surveyor we had to pick up the, the professional liability and then try to remove the exclusions that took away their coverage. But then you move forward 10, 10 years, you know, in the future, then, you know, people started to understand what surveyors was was doing and and be it, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, of me out there touting about, no, they're not the engineer and no, they're not this, you know, but to, to get the coverage more affordable and certainly... Believe it or not, Lisa, we're at our first break. Oh, my... <laughs> it goes fast. <laughs> so let's go take our first break. We'll be right, we'll be right back. Hey. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Lisa, as we were going to break and you were talking about the the evolution, so to speak, of the profession and coverages and those kind of things, it, it occurred to me that as people in a particular profession, we focus on the profession and we think about that and and so one of the one of the missions or one of the goals, I guess you should say, when NSPS decided to start this program and have a program as it's structured was kind of for that very reason. It's, it's sort of like having, you know, somebody out there watching out for us, and not only from the perspective that you were talking about in the very beginning, just 
getting insurance companies to understand what we do and how that's different. It's not, you know, encompassed in something else, but it is u- unique, sort of. Um, but also keeping up with the changes as they occur in any any kind of coverage, whether it's, you know, life or health or business or cyber or whatever it is, everything is going to have changes as, as it goes along. So just, just having um, a program like we created at NSPS I'm not sure everybody understands that's that was really our driving motivation was to have that opportunity to have a resource where we as an association on behalf of our members could keep up with all those kind of things because obviously we're not positioned or educated in any of those things to be able to keep up. So to me, just having that watchdog effect, if that's the right terminology, is as important as anything else just right. to keep up with how things change. And, you know, we talked about all these, these business lines that we're talking about, but I'm not sure everybody even knows we have personal lines, too, that extend to our members and their employees. Right. Well, you know, Kurt, you're right. Um, you, know, as, as an expect, uh, you know, as one of the expectancies of the program is for us to serve more as that risk manager, if you will, um, for the program and their members. And so... You know, one of the things that I hope that members will take away from listening on the radio or seeing information that comes across from NSPS, that we are, we are, or um, certainly I am, available um, to discuss those items. Um, so to your point, yes, um, we are here, we're in the industry, we're always researching, we're always, you know, got our thumb on, on what's new in the insurance world. Where are these claims coming from? How to protect that surveyor from those claims? Um, and then pro- trying to provide that coverage should they need it. Um, so as their their business grows, we want our insurance program to you know to to stay on top of it for that for that surveyor and provide the coverages that they need um, with that one stop shopping. And to your point, yes, we you know we ensure. Um, uh, personal lines, the home, the autos, the let's talk about it, you know, from an um, umbrella perspective, you know, on a personal um, per- side of it, not just the business perspective. Um, and then naturally, you know, there's not a lot we can do different, but we can certainly be a bouncing board from the insurance perspective, um, uh, from the life insurance and or, um, the health insurance uh, benefit side of it. So um, what I would tell you is if you have an insurance question of any kind, um, the best solution is just to pick up the phone and call, you know, the insurance program, and we'll be more than happy to discuss it with you or get you information. Then in addition to that, as a free resource, um, if you're participating within the program, you do have access to what we refer to as easy tracks, and it's basically an online risk management tool um, that is available to any of our insureds, and it's 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 a huge resource um, for people that you know looking for safety meetings or needing to get an employee handbook. And with the federal laws changing for Feb, um, in December with respect to the FSLA rules and regulations, there's information about that. Um, I mean, if you can Google something, you can have access to this and um, 
help you from a business perspective without having to pay additional costs for that. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that um, the member may not know that they have full access to um, when participating in the program. Um, and, so you know, one as, of the things as, that... Uh-huh. No, go ahead. No, so, go ahead. I was, I was going to mention something at the end. Uh, you know, I was just going to say going into, you know, the cyber liability um, and the media or data breach um, uh, piece of the coverage for today's session, as we originally talked, um, you know, several months back, um, right now that is one that is a huge factor for anyone in business today. Um, surveyors are not, unfortunately, um, ones that, that people are, they escape from this risk, I guess. Actually, um, they're probably more to the forefront um, because so much of our, our technology today um, is using data. Um, we're using the data electronically. We're now transferring the data electronically. But more um, uh, importantly, I guess, from the protection of the cyber exposures, um, the smaller the business, uh, kind of more so that the the um, likelihood of having something happen because you don't have a full-time IT person to help you with those causes. Um, you know, when you're using items such as as um, internet um, or a website or social social media, as they they will put it, um, those those exposures will come to the forefront in a heartbeat. Not only from infringement or copyright protection of, say, as an example, using someone's logo um, or using a logo on your website without um, asking for, you know, the copyright or the trademark infringement release, that can bring a problem down the road. Um, you know, whether it's damages to a third-party par- third system, those are things that's coming to the forefront in claims from our clients where um, an example of that would be, um, you know, you've sent a, an attachment from your, your uh, computer. Maybe it was a legitimate um, uh, attachment, but someone's marked it and basically has a virus that crashes uh, one of your customers' um, servers. Or maybe um, the software company um, fails to distribute um, the correct one and a virus is on the, the software that you, you've sent over um, with the attachment. The, the loss to that third party or your customer is where you're held liable for those damages. So those damages that's associated with a loss, physical or electronic um, loss, is the liability that that you can certainly be held liable for. Um, so just from a from an uh, an uninformed perspective or question, uh-huh. what I think I'm hearing you say is that we we're not not only concerned about what information might be on our site because I think sometimes people think about well who will, who cares what's in the you know my survey files or whatever but we could be talking about 
mining your information about your clients or even getting to them through you without even being interested in what's what you have. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, it's it's that um, they you know what they do is they do a phishing exercise so that if if you're sending it you know to your client and that client they know has access to a lot of people's person personnel information or or even to get in and 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 plant a virus on their server they may use your email to get into it because as an example, you may be a safe email, and um, maybe you're working with a very large comp- company that has a good firewall. Well, if you if that client allows your email to be as a safe email, they're going to accept your attachment, whatever it is, and so they're going to um, you know you may be just sending over a plat, I don't know, um, you know, or maybe it's your invoice for services. But what you're not aware of is that there's a hacker out there that's backtracked, got into yours, and then now they're going to go in and corrupt your customers. Well, if they track that that virus, which they can, <laughs> um, track that that virus comes from your email, you are then held liable for that data loss or that system failure or even to the point of monitoring um, uh, credit reporting. So say, for example, it got into the very large company and they got in and the virus went in just to figure out who their employees are and backtrack it through their employee files because just like you, or me, the information that I have on my employees are all within some system, some safe system out there that we use to operate our agency. Well, if they get in there and get their pertinent information and it all came from a virus that came from me, then all of the notification expenses, the um, credit uh, monitoring that is forced, that's all found through um, data breach, a data breach or security breach or virus protection. So that just to run across some highlights, okay, because from the time that, that we last spoke to, to today um, and back going back to our conversation earlier, we do have a specialized program, a specialized coverage today that is referred to as Privacy Protection Package for the design professional, including the surveyor. And I will tell you, if there was just one or two surveyors out there that would have this to be a problem or we have seen claims from it, you wouldn't have an insurance company putting together an insurance form to address those issues. Okay, so speaking as a layman would, they're not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be cost prohibitive, or it would be cost prohibitive for them to put together a coverage form just for one or two or three or four claims. Okay, this is something that is not only growing; it's growing substantially 
in the insurance world for the surveyor and the design professional because it's becoming more and more technology used um, with our equipment, now with drones, um, et cetera, and there's so much that is pertaining to it. So whether that would be, and it's excluded from we're a normal have to come back on this liability too also, policy. Lisa, we're, we're at our second break, believe it or not, <laughs> so we'll be back right. in just a couple of minutes. Great. Thank you. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Buzz off with Lawyer Liz. Join me each week, Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, as we talk drones, Internet of Things, and technology. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. We're just flying by today, Lisa. I, You know, I just came back from a 50th high school reunion, so I guess all that old age is kept catching up to me. <laughs> we're, we're going so fast. But, you know, one of the things you were talking about uh, right not long before the break, the fact that this is happening more often and that the volume... Um, it is high because for these people who are actually what you call fishing, they're out there just finding some place. I guess it's like looking for a a, a, a crack in the dam or um, a, a place in the window where the air gets through or whatever. But it's 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 an outlet where they can get to something else that right. can't be right. really traced to them. It can only be traced to you, and I guess that's where the liability comes from. It, it really does, and I mean, you know, with cyber, um, the cyber coverage, it is extremely broad. I mean, one of the things that I would tell you with with most most people, most whether it's personal or 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 business related, you think of the virus or you think of this or that. What 
you know, that may be applicable to the, to the cyber um, um, coverage. However, it is so broad. So if I could, I'm just going to run through one of the things that people need to be aware of. It's the breach, data breach notification laws that are now in effect in 47 states. So it's not just a one-off state. It's in 47 states. So if you have a breach and it can be pinpointed back to you or one of your employees, then it's going to be, you're going to be held liable for that. Um, and it's several years of notifications. Um, so whether it's the liability or the expenses caused from that data breach or that security breach, you're going to be held liable. Uh, the personal injury from that breach, that's another issue, uh, which, we'll, which we will address a, you know, not only from this perspective, but also even from the drone perspective. Um, so just to, to run through, again, we do have coverage that is available. It's designed for just specifically this need. Um, you know, it is, it's not astronomically expensive uh, for the protection that you're getting. Uh, policies kind of um, start around about three seventy. dollars they do have about a $1,000 deductible on it, can be purchased up to a $5 million limit, uh, which then will tell you if the insurance carriers are offering a million to $5 million or higher, what the likelihood of this happening um, is very high. Um, it's very high. Um, an example that we use on one of our marketing pieces is a hacker uh, gained access to a surveying um, uh, firm's network, stole personal information of employees and clients. The firm incurred notification costs, credit monitoring expenses, public relation expenses, and then also the forensic expert to come in and analyze basically where did this virus come from, where did the ha hacker come from, and who's liable. That was over $350,000. Okay? That is a real-life real life situation. You know, what this will do, the coverage form, it covers electronic media. Um, so whether it's um, um, intellectual property or personal injury exposures from um, things that maybe... Um, you, you and or your employees posted on a website that could cause damage to a, others. Um, it will cover network security liabilities. It will cover the business interruption that's caused from the business um, income or extra expense because of a covered cause of loss. Um, data loss recovery, so as an example, to replace or restore or recollect that data that was corrupted as a result of a data breach. Um, cyber extortion. So, you know, uh, it, it covers to investigate or respond to a cyber extortion threat um, to a third party or um, the, the security consultants that are needed to come in to, de de to determine the threat of it. So oftentimes you will have, you know, in a very large corporation, 
So if they use you to go back to a, corp a large corporation, you may have someone that says, hey, I just planted this threat or this virus you have until 9 o'clock tonight to, to provide me XYZ and have monies transferred to my account, or we're going to fry your entire database. Okay? That is where extortion comes from. Um, unfortunately, it's happening. Um, I, I used this as an example the other day that when I first got in, in, involved with land surveyors, um, there used to be, you know, comments that made it, that was made about professional liability, and not every surveyor had professional liability, nor do they have it today. But at the end of the day, when surveyors started to become more and more named in suits, whether they had had committed an error or not, then you know the surveying profession understood that. They need to have defense costs. They need to have that defense defense in the event that they are named and they had nothing to do with it. That is kind of where we're at today with this is until, you know, your friend or you hear it through, you know, us or um, at a state or, um, or something, you're not going to realize that it is happening to the surveyors out there just as well as it is anyone else, if not more so. Um, so, um, you know, that is, is really it. Um, so it is an affordable coverage. It is one that I think I was mentioning right before the break that, that if you do have some coverage on a general liability policy or a professional liability policy, it, it is typically not sufficient coverage. Um, it's it's basically what it is is basically a little bit of coverage to get your attention to say this coverage exists um, or you need to be aware of the coverage. So it's usually incidental, like maybe twenty five hundred dollars or five thousand or something small. But um, but at the end of the day, it is available. We do have coverage through the NSPS program for this. Um, I would highly suggest you take a look at it or um, get more information about it. Um, Google it, call us, or whatever to see how it might be applicable to you and your operation. Um, you know, speaking of coverages and new things, I, I know we want to talk about the the whole drone UAS uh, issue. There's uh -huh. obviously different names and acronyms to use on that. Uh, we just got a, a question, a bunch of questions uh, last week from one of the national magazines about this this finalized FAA ruling that's come out that appears as though it's going to really open up the uh, ability to use UAS in our profession much more so than than it's been in the past just because it's it's been clarified, so to speak. Right, but right. but with that, um, I think it it introduces a lot of of other issues that um, relate to liabilities and and those kind of things, and what you can actually do, what you actually can't do uh, right. with the technology. And so, I, I'm sure that's something that all the people in the in the insurance world have been talking about too. Right. Well, you know, um, from 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 um that whole 
new new change, I guess is the best way to put it right you know before it was kind of both from a personal perspective as well as a business perspective. It was what if, what if this is allowed or if if the if it changes, you know will we start to see more and more um, uh, you know drones put in, into use and and of course, you know from a surveyor perspective, it's it's it makes you know capturing data and processing it you know much more simpler. It's a you know it's a simple as you know it's making it more simple and more um, uh, safe even you know from a uh, you know surveying of you know rugged or or hazardous areas or hard to reach areas or whatever. Um, so from a workers' comp perspective, it it, it helps from you know keeping you know the the physical person you know at at um, out of the the risk of injury from a workers' comp perspective, but then it opens up that whole new threat to the business, and and quite frankly, that's where the insurance arena was it was basically you know um, trying to keep pace um, with everything as these new risks come up and they know that it's not covered under the GL and they know it's not covered under, um, you know, a property schedule and so on. So how do you keep pace with, with um, the industry as it's, as it's, um, as it's growing and, and scrambling out there to try to find coverage to, to take care of the surveyor without trying to put a Band-Aid on one piece of coverage while you're picking up um, coverage for... Um, you know the plane itself, or um, is it is it on ground? Is it below ground? Or is it aviation, etc.? So, so the insurance industry has been, you know, trying to keep pace with you guys or with the industry as it's changing. But to your point, it opens up um, a, a a lot um, a lot of exposures that is simply not covered elsewhere. Um, as simple as that. Um, the new yeah, we, with that new risk. Our, I was just going to say one of our comments to the questions they asked us was about you know lingering questions we have about the new rule, and one of the things we wrote about it was it, it's, it's the first techno, first technological tool that's available to surveyors and mappers that could significantly impact the per, the public perception and safety of what we're doing. Um, and you know it's created this open environment, and um, in the end of that, we we kind of said, well, we guess the bad actors will actually create the case law that will affect the good actors, uh, and and maybe in a negative way because right now we're in that time period. You don't know what people are actually going to do, or how laws are going to be structured, or decisions are going to be made with regard to uh, you know what what legal lines are being crossed or not. Right. Uh, so it brings in that whole. As you were saying, that whole environment of what what is the liability actually going to be, and right. it's it's just one of those things. I guess we're still working through, and I, I can't even can't even imagine being on the end where I'm trying to develop coverage types or limits because right. you're as much in the dark as anybody else is right. at this point. So it it's just uh, uh, just an interesting situation, although it's a great technology that's now been opened up more that we can use. And so when we come back from this last break, maybe we can talk more about, you know, the insurance side of that and how it's going to have to develop. So okay, perfect. Are we at our break now? 
We just went on it. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, here we are already in our last segment, Lisa. We left talking a little bit about the new rulings for uh, for UAS and drones, as, as most people call them, and the challenges that get created by that. And uh, you were talking to me a little bit on break about some statistics that you all had heard coming through the insurance industry. One of the things you said, though, was the fact that it's been five years or so since you insured your first one when people were still operating under the older, more cumbersome, harder-to-achieve rules, but even indicative, and and I guess that's probably even grown from that first one while we were still in that old environment. It's probably just going to mushroom now. Right, right. And, and you know, one of the things that if, if today, you know, and it certainly can be something that we can expand upon a, at another radio show, um, since, um, you know, 15 minutes is just not going to cover it. Um, <laughs> I guess it's the best way to put it. But um, one of the things that I, I want people to, to certainly hear today and walk away with is that don't find yourself uninsured with respect of thinking that your, um, your coverage that you have now for surveying equipment is, um, is actually covered under your equipment coverage because 90% of the time I would tell you it will not be not to the extent that you need it. So um, with the drone, it is no longer a property form and no longer a specific 
GL policy as you would normally do in business. It is um, a specialty aviation policy. So, um, so it is strictly an aviation policy, just like you would have, you know, with a manned person um, operating it. It is covered the same way. It has to follow those same rules and regulations of the FAA um, as well. So. The way in which this is covered is you have a liability exposure. Uh, we do, uh, you know, going back to what we originally said at the beginning of the show, within the program we do have uh, multiple carriers that we use for coverage of um, what we refer to as a UAV protection. Um, but basically it will cover items that would normally be excluded, which would be privacy and trespass trespassing coverage. Um, they do pick up um, um, and they work very strongly with um, the regulatory associations to make sure that they're you know, covering the form the way that it needs to be. One item that I would highly tell you about is the theft and the disappearance of those drones um, are huge uh, with respect to um, um, the claims that are seen from this. Um, and most policies will exclude them. Um, this particular policy does not. Um, it will cover both the hull, which is considered the plane itself, and then the um, payload, which is basically the equipment that is attached to it, is covered. Um, and then um, the liability that's associated with it. So. Um, it will have both the personal accident as well as the invasion of privacy coverage is included. And then, again, because there's data and there's um, the drones are equipped with either a smartphone or uh, um, devices that are um, equipped, you know, naturally with the cameras and also some are um, even with the listening devices, et cetera, it, um, that then puts you at a cyber risk as well. Um, and, and the way in which some of these are, uh, are advanced enough to be outside of a building, outside of a window, outside of a secured door, um, they can actually penetrate businesses' Wi-Fi connections. So again, because of the ease of using it and, and because of the technology being so advanced, it, it, it truly opens up the business for greater risks. And um, most of those risks that, that you're going to run across or have um, uh, pop up would not normally be covered under a typical insurance policy. So you want to make sure that you're, you've talked to us or your insurance agent and you have the coverage that you need. If you're operating drones, you need to make sure that you have the coverage to protect you um, because it would be excluded from other policies out there. So does this put a whole new twist on the existing privacy rules? I mean, it's so yes. much more easy, it seems, to perhaps violate those rules even un unwittingly. 
Yes. You know, you know, one of the things that I would say what we have seen and what we've, uh, you know, set through webinars on and listened to insurance carriers on and, and, and looking at the new threats that's being brought to um, a lot of different businesses, but, you know, certainly within our, our professions, um, unfortunately, so many people kind of look at them as a, you know, small and they're, they kind of almost look look at them as a, a toy or, you know, a hobby that somebody's doing. And they're not really thinking of it of a, a, a substantial threat to people's um, privacy and or um, um, even their, their employees using it. Okay, so say, for example, the business owner is using it and they're using it for what they need to do, but... It goes a step further that now with um, how the technology has improved, they can actually go in and steal data. <laughs> they can disrupt the, the business operation because of the Wi-Fi connections. Um, we know that, you know, you can't fly, you know, um, within airports, et cetera. Now you're, you're, you're looking at um, within, I think it's five, five miles of, the, of an airport, well, the bottom line is, is you know, you're within people that have Wi-Fi connections, Wi-Fi computers, Wi-Fi printers. Their their um, mainframes are handled by Wi-Fi. If you interrupt it or then penetrate it, um, you know, you can actually collect something. Some of this is is run off of a smartphone. Um, so then it opens up that whole. Um, privacy issue and or um, data threat or data um, breach um, to a whole new level. So um, as I was mentioning on this, this policy, that, that is truly why on this particular policy form we package everything together um, to where we're ensuring the hall, we're ensuring the equipment that's on it, we're ensuring, um, you know, data breaches due to it, and then um, a liability should, you know, somebody um, provide information or get information or zoom by, and you know, someone's window or their backyard and they inappropriately use, use data that they've collected, um, put it that way. Um, there's a lot of, of things that now have been opened up that, that, that I don't even know that most businesses would have even considered. Um, um, I wish it was just for the convenience, but it's basically going to bring, especially from the commercial purposes or business purposes, um, you know, with the registration with FAA, you know, they, they link right back to where, where did this plane come from or this drone come from and who's responsible for it. Well, if it's a business, Guess what? You just you just opened up your liability. Um, um, so yeah, it it there. This is one that's going to be um, developing as we see the use of that of it, and as we start to see case history um, coming to to play, um, what is being held liable and what isn't. And as I mentioned to you um, at break. You know, the FAA basically believes in our industry alone that um, uh, over the next few years, just in the next 
two years, they're, they're anticipating 7,500 to 8,000 um, drones that's going to be used um, op, um, and out there commercially being used. So you're going to see more and more situations that occur from that. Has this, and we got about three minutes left, but has this process, as it's gone through and now the rulings have evolved and all those kind of things, I'm, I'm certain that the insurance companies have been thinking about this as it's progressed. Um, so has the way the process has played out been difficult for them to figure out quoting structures? Do they have to rethink it as things go along? How, how does that work? Well, yeah, they definitely have had to think about it because, as an example, the the, the damage um, is typically to the equipment on the drone rather than, you know, the significant um, uh, cost of a claim is typically not the drone itself. It's the equipment that's on the drone. So how to ensure that equipment when it's on the ground versus in the air? So that has... That has been a true um, gray area, I guess is the best way to put it. And as technology changes, it's going to change as well. So, you know, kind of going back to, to what you said earlier, having our thumb on what it was five years ago, what it is today, versus what it's going to be in five years. Um, um, you know, this coverage will be one that's going to be changing. What I will tell you um, positively is that the coverage um, is more affordable today than it was five years ago because they are seeing, okay, you know, this is how we're going to cover this and, and we're not going to view it as inland marine. We're going to view it as an aviation policy. Um, so it is not as astronomically high as you would think that it would be. So, um, so that is a positive. Um, as more and more of these are being used. But, um, You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.